we are going to start our show today with our weekly Earth Watch. And in the lead up to the weekly Earth Watch, we would like to uh, bring you a, a clip of a recent part of a recent talk by Greta Thunberg. She um, began, she became known around the world as the 16 year old who has been uh, fighting for the environment. And uh, I imagine she's a bit older now than 16. This is a speech she gave this year, excerpts from a speech this year, and it gives us the context of what we're discussing in the fight for the environment. Let's go to that clip now. There's something I would like to talk about. Our relationship with nature is broken, but relationships can change. The climate crisis, ecological crisis, and health crisis, they are all interlinked. We no longer see the links between them. We only see this far. So what will we do? My name is Greta Thunberg, and I would like to connect the dots. Because let's face it, if we don't change, we are f***ed. Millions have died from COVID-19. Zika, Ebola, West Nile fever, SARS, MERS. Up to 75% of all new diseases come from other animals. Because of the way we farm and treat nature, cutting down forests and destroying habitats, we are creating the perfect conditions for diseases to spill over from one animal to another and to us. The next pandemic could be much, much worse. But we can change. 83% of the world's agricultural land is used to feed livestock. Yet, livestock only provide 18% of our calories. The way we make food, raising animals to eat, clearing land to grow food to feed those animals. If we continue, we will run out of land and food. It just doesn't make sense. The land requirements of meat and dairy production are equivalent to an area the size of North and South America combined. From Alaska to Tierra del Fuego, we have industrialized life on Earth. If we keep making food the way we do, we will also destroy the habitats of most wild plants and animals, driving countless species to extinction. This really sucks for us too. They are our life-supporting system. If we lose them, we will be lost too. In the words of the United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, for too long, for too long we have we been have waging, waging a senseless and suicidal war on nature. And what about the climate? We know that we need to drastically reduce our emissions starting now. When we think about the villains of the climate crisis, of course we picture fossil fuel companies. But agriculture and land use together are about one quarter of our emissions. This is huge. It doesn't have to be like this. If we change towards a plant-based diet, we could save up to 8 billion tons of CO2 every single year. We could feed ourselves on much less land, and nature could recover. 
pandemic, loss of biodiversity, climate disruption, acidification of inequality, of fertile topsoil. These are all just symptoms. What they all come down to is the way we treat nature, the way we value nature. We need a system change. But we can fix this. Because we are part of nature. When we protect nature, we are nature protecting itself. And finally, the animals. Every year we kill more than 60 billion animals, excluding fish, whose numbers are so great that we only measure their lives by weight. What about their thoughts and feelings? Some animals plan for the future, forge friendships that last for decades. They play, they help each other. They show signs of what we call empathy. But 70% of the animals we farm live inside factories. In the United States, that number is 99%. Their lives are short and terrible. How will we be judged? It is heartbreaking to know all this, but it is also our opportunity. We know what we can do. We can change the way we farm. We can change what we eat. We can change how we treat nature. Some of us have lots of choices, while some have none at all. Those with the most power have the most responsibility. And most of us can do something. So, what will you do? Most of us can do something. What can you do? And uh, certainly, given the environmental crisis, we hope that all of our listeners are paying attention to the crisis um, from the melting of the glaciers to the heat dome uh, that some of our listeners right now are suffering through. And uh, the call that Greta is making and environmentalists are making, but that indigenous people have been saying uh, ever since... um, they have walked on this earth. We have to uh, change our relationship to nature and uh, pay attention to it. Greta Thunberg is a Swedish environmental activist who is internationally known for challenging world leaders to take immediate action for climate change uh, mitigation. Uh, Now, a number of indigenous people who actually have been leading uh, for decades now the movement for the environment have been under vicious attack, several of them killed, across the Western Hemisphere. Indigenous environmental activists um, are facing assassination or other violence and repression as they continue to defend water and lands from right-wing governments and multinational corporations whose priority is protecting corporate interests and profit. In Chile, the indigenous Mapuche people have been leading the charge when it comes to defending protected environmental areas from occupying Forces. Let's go to a clip now um, from uh, Al Jazeera um, that really shows and explains a bit about the relationship between the Mapuche and nature. The Araucaria tree is extraordinary in many ways, and not just for its enormous size. 
or its sharpened scale-like leaves. It grows very slowly and can live for up to a thousand years, a prehistoric species, in fact. But the Araucaria is much more. The Araucaria is a sacred tree for us. It is our mother and father because it provides us puenche with our food and sustenance. Maria Romero Cheuquepil is a Pehuenche, a name taken by the native Mapuche who live by the Andes Mountains. Before harvesting the Araucaria's fruit, called the piñón, she asks for its permission and gives it thanks. For centuries, until this day, the Pehuenches have bartered or sold their piñones for survival. They're extremely nutritious. In fact, we're told they also help increase fertility. Can I try one? Mm, they're like chestnuts. Mm. On this day, we're invited to eat them for dessert. Maria Romero is a wentu chefe, or healer, and explains that the piñones are more than food. The aracauria, the water, the earth, the air, that we need to live, don't need us. It is us who need them. That is the Mapuche vision. The Mapuche believe that man's abuse of nature is causing climate change, drought and illnesses like cancer and the pandemic that we're witnessing. The indigenous people of Chile realized long ago that if they overexploited their natural resources, they would die of hunger, which is what happened to the Native Americans in the United States when the white man exterminated the buffalo. These days, the concept of living in harmony with nature is actually becoming mainstream. So much so that many Chileans who've long regarded the Mapuche with contempt for believing that people should take from nature only what one needs are beginning to understand the need for all to do the same. Lucia Newman, Al Jazeera, Lonquimay, Chile. Yes, and in Chile, um, indigenous Mapuche people under attack for, first of all, living um, in harmony with nature, but also defending nature. Back in June, Mapuche land rights defender Alberto Curamil was seriously injured in a shooting by police. He was left with 18 riot shotgun pellets stuck in his body after police chased his truck and opened fire. This after a protest against an arson attack on a Mapuche home on contested land in southern Chile. Uh, Curamil's shooting took place just over a year after Chilean authorities attempted to jail him for 50 years um, and some trumped up uh, charge that there was no physical uh, evidence linking him to the crime. Environmental activists have pointed out that the false charges were designed to suppress his activism. This led to a UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights appealing to the court for a fair case. Um, he was later unanimously acquitted of all charges, which arose less than two years after he successfully petitioned and halted the construction of two hydroelectric projects on a sacred river in 2016. In 2019, he was awarded the Goldman Environmental Prize. Meanwhile, in Honduras, a U.S.-trained former Honduran Army intelligence officer was recently found guilty over the assassination of indigenous Lenca environmentalist activist Berta Cáceres. 
uh, Roberto David Castillo, the president of an internationally financed hydroelectric company, was found guilty of being a co-collaborator in ordering her murder. Cáceres, who was also a recipient of the Goldman Environmental Prize, was murdered in 2016 by hired hitmen after years of violent threats linked to her opposition of the Aguazarca hydroelectric dam. Uh, the, uh, the river, the dam was uh, proposed for a river that is upheld as sacred by the indigenous Lenca people in Honduras. Uh, despite this, the dam was approved anyway, even though it did not comply with national and international environmental policies. A high court in Honduras ruled that Castillo used paid military informants to monitor Berta Cáceres for years. And then, of course, then she was killed. He later coordinated, planned, and raised funds to pay for Berta Cáceres' assassination. Well, but today we're going to focus on what is happening with the indigenous Mapuche people of Chile. And I'd like to welcome our guest, Francisco Suardo, who is based in Chile, a Santiago-based consultant for the International Climate Advocacy advocacy group Global Witness. She works on their land and environmental defenders campaign which highlights threats against activists and pushes businesses, financiers and governments to protect them. Francisca, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hi, good morning and thanks for the invitation. Sure, and we'd like to thank the Global Justice Ecology Project. We partner with them for our weekly uh, Earth Watch. Now, um, Francisco, we know that uh, last year there were a lot of protests happening in Chile, a lot of um, happening on the ground there that was pretty widespread. We know that uh, the Mapuche people participated in it. And I recall during those protests, some Mapuche communities were under attack. Uh, now, tell us a bit about the Mapuche community and what they have been doing to defend the environment. Let's talk about that before we get into the attacks against them. Francisca. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I would like to say first that this is part of a systemic violence that we as global witness uh, have documented across regions. And, and we know that Latin America is one of the regions that documents the most these type of attacks, but also uh, one of the, the regions that uh, where more attacks are documenting every year, uh, documented every year. Um, so I would like to say first that this is not specific cases, and, and it goes way beyond specific cases, and it's more systemic violence, uh, racism, and 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 neoliberal policies that are put in place in states that uh, uh, are, are, are failing to protect people that are defending democracy, are defending the environment, uh, the common goods, and, and things that could help us overcome the current climate crisis. So uh, beyond specific cases and actions, I would say that, uh, first of all, this is something uh, that it's urgent to pay attention to because it's costing lives, is causing huge damage, environmental damage, and irreversible uh, consequences for affected communities. 
Um, in, in the particular case of Mapuche people, this is a historic resistance that has taken place in, in, in Chile, the southern part of Chile particularly. And these people have, have, have struggled uh, for years uh, to be recognized by the state, to be protected by the state, uh, and for their claims uh, to be listened uh, by population. So why I'm saying this is this systemic uh, racism uh, implies that uh, people, many people, do not uh, take credit for what's going, what, what's happening. And when they, these people protest, uh, the main reaction is that they're going against development, that they don't want to, for all of us to uh, live safe. Uh, they're calling for violence, and and that that's a very damaging and 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 I would say very concerning image that it's projected on 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 these land and environmental defenders because once they're attacked, uh, public opinion uh, just goes against them and say like that's what they, that's what they deserve for for being violent for and for harming communities uh, instead of saying this is something very concerning because it means that we cannot protest and that we cannot uh, uh, ask for our rights and, and fight for our rights. And I think that in, in the case of Chile, that was very well portrayed when the protest started in 2019 and when there was the whole country facing this violence and this state violence from police um, forces. And that's when people realized that what, was, what people were denouncing years and years ago was now happening to all of them. And uh, you know that now we're uh, going through this huge political agreement that uh, uh, it's allowing us to build a new constitution after uh, more than 30 years of, um, 17 years of dictature and almost 30 years of, of a uh, regime that uh, used the constitution we wrote in, in during the, the dictature of Pinochet. So now we're facing, uh, uh, I would say, I'm optimist, and I'm saying that this is a tipping point and maybe a huge opportunity to start recognizing the, the, the role of indigenous people, their rights, and, and, and their willingness to contribute to a plurinational uh, state in which we all uh, enjoy our rights. And, 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 yeah, I would say that also uh, the significance that it has land and the environment for them it needs to be recognized and addressed for, for, uh, for all of us because uh, when they talk about the river, they, they don't talk about just water uh, running. They, they talk about sacred places. They talk about the place where they meet. Uh, and it was uh, the same with Berta Cáceres. Uh, the Hualcarque River was a point uh, for everyone to meet, to enjoy the river, to uh, be and enjoy nature. So it goes way beyond... Uh, river and land. It's about the territory and the significance of this territory and this Samangu for them. Right. And um, the Mapuche make up, um, you could say if this is correct, 12% of Chile's population, the largest indigenous uh, group there. They've been fighting for recognition as Chile's uh, constitution, which by the way was drawn up during the dictatorship of uh, Pinochet, is the only one in Latin America not to acknowledge is 
its indigenous uh, people. So, you know, there you have some background and, and much of their land was sold off to farmers and, and forestry uh, companies. So they're demanding uh, greater autonomy, recognition of rights and the return of historic lands. Now, tell us about um, this, uh, the son of Chile's uh, Mapuche people, uh, a, a leader of the Chile Mapuche people, who was shot dead recently by the police. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us about that and the significance of it and how the Mapuche are responding uh, to his murder. Yes, this is a very recent incident, uh, and it was supposed, uh, initially, they, they thought it was uh, the son of Hector Yaitul, Ernesto, but uh, at the end they, they defined, because they were very similar to Pablo Machan, who was uh, identified as, as a shot death person. Uh, I would like to say that this is going under investigation, but the, the claim is for the communities uh, go go they recall for investigation, for for due diligence, and, and to address it. Because most of these cases end up in impunity, uh, and that's why we see how judicial uh, judicial system works, and they work against defenders and not towards uh, their rights and their guarantees. So uh, we, we, we always ask for a proper investigation uh, on these cases, just to know what happens. Uh, and just to break down the narratives that are safe afterwards, that they, these people were destroying the companies, that these people are, uh, are, yeah, are terrorists, uh, these are terrorist attacks. Uh, so we, we need to, we need uh, a proper investigation just to know what happened and who's responsible for these shots. They, they were shot dead in the head, which demonst might demonstrate that this, is, this was not uh, a battle uh, and it was more an execution. But I, I, I cannot I cannot uh, talk in detail about this because it's too recent and and the justice needs needs to do their work and they have to do their work it's their obligation. So at this moment, uh, what I can say is that uh, it proves uh, that that this uh, resistance uh, often have deadly consequences for people that are uh, in the territories. Right, and, and um, yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, Francisca, for people who want to find out more about what's happening with the Mapuche people and perhaps who might want to support their demands and their efforts, uh, what should they do? Is there a website or a place people can go to uh, get information and, and also to offer support, Francisca? Uh, I would say there, there's many people uh, that are, are advocating for their rights. Uh, first of all, the, the communities, the, the organizations they belong to, as uh, ATM, the one that the uh, Alberto um, Cuyamil takes part in, uh, I would say the, the, these organizations. Molatima is another organization that is working very strongly with com affected communities, not only Mapuche communities, but people affected by agribusiness uh, and forestry. Um, and, and also, I, I wanted to say that these uh, killings demonstrate that uh, that's why we need to, uh, that's why we're calling for the state to uh, be held accountable, but also these companies, because at this moment, uh, we, we don't really know what happened and what's the context and this, the, like the, it's, it's been under investigation, but it's 
part of a huge spiral of attacks that includes fl uh, flying drones on the houses uh, following uh, these uh, loncos and, and their families, breaking the, the, the communi uh, community dynamics. Um, uh, it includes also surveillance, uh, marine campaigns, and it's only and it's not going to stop until we we address this issue and we recognize that these these people are. Uh, land and environmental defenders, indigenous people are not looking for anything that is not their ancestral territory because it means something for them. Uh, so I, I just wanted to say that uh, it's important to understand that the killings are the, the top of the iceberg, but then we can we can tell and we have documented many types of attacks and, and they go from uh, digital smear campaigns uh, to like huge... Uh, Infrastructure behind killings, as we as we witnessed uh, with a case of Berta Cáceres. So, I would call for people to take action to recognize the role these people are playing to tackle the climate crisis, to follow up uh, these uh, these um, conversations, and also to uh, seek for, for for justice, and also to seek for policies in their countries. I know that the U.S. Uh, hasn't put in place any regulation for companies that are might be causing harm uh, in, in different communities across the world. I know that the EU, we know that we're working with the EU regulation that could uh, finally uh, could help uh, communities to seek justice in the uh, in all the for all of the damages caused in any of the uh, stages of the supply chain, and we all, we're having. Uh, the Escazú Agreement in Latin America that has, needs to be ratified for countries such as Chile that hasn't even signed it yet. Uh, so right. we have lots of stuff, and I, and I guess people that are interested in these issues can inform themselves, but also ask and, and ask for their government and, and to do more, because we need to do more, because it's urgent to do more. Absolutely. Well, on that note, we are going to have to leave it there. Uh, Francisca uh, Suardo, who is based in San Diego, Chile, with Global Witness, thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.